Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. On this Tuesday, March the 7th, 2023, joining me in studio is Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Tim. And good morning, Chris Woodward. Good morning. And to good morning, all the Carpenters fans. <laughs> Did you get some, I, fe- some feedback on your lack of Carpenters knowledge? Off-site and overnight. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brother Ray Pritchard's in Kansas City KS. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Tim. How you doing today? Warmed up any there? It, you no, know, it's gone the other way. We had 60-degree weather two days ago. Yeah. This morning it was 36 degrees a few minutes ago. Yeah. And there's something about, you know, you get that first little <clears throat> spring thing and you think, okay, ah, we've made it. Right. Then two days later you yeah. get smacked with these 30-degree temperatures. It's just raw. It's the devil. <laughs> he's in He's in this somewhere. I don't know it's, how. It, yeah. It's March weather whiplash. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. Yeah, that That's what happens. You're right. I mowed my lawn for the first time yesterday. That's really early. You want to mow mine? But <laughs> <laughs> I had to because the grass is growing so yeah. much. Yeah, we're getting some things green up here in the south, uh, but uh, maybe our friends there in, in, in the Midwest where Ray lives, uh, you're you're probably about two weeks behind, Ray. It's going to get there. It's coming. Just just <laughs> hang on. It's coming, right? It, it's, it's coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I think this is a little bit of an early spring for – Yes. Uh, usually, all your grass, third, fourth week in March, but uh, early. Not this time. And and I have to make a confession. I, I was giving great credence to the Farmer's Almanac mm-hmm. back several months ago, predicted mm-hmm. a colder than usual winter. Yeah. They were wrong. I'm glad they were wrong. They were wrong. <laughs> At least where we live. Yeah. Well, we hope you're having nice weather wherever you may be. And uh, again, uh, whatever the weather is where you live, springtime is on the way. Yes. Won't be long uh, now, and uh, things will start getting green. The flowers will start blooming, and the birds will start chirping, and the frogs could be on my patio. Yes, and our clocks will spring forward. We need to remind people. When is that? This weekend. Okay. Oh, that's this weekend. This okay. weekend, yeah. So we'll get an extra hour of daylight, right? Well, at the end, but it's going to be dark in the morning when you get up again, so... I wish uh, they'd just leave it alone. Yeah. Just leave it alone. It's always yeah, dark it when Fred gets up anyway because yeah. it's 4 a.m. It ain't dark <laughs> when I get up. <laughs> the sun is out when I get up. Uh, all right. And, yes, I use ain't. Please don't email me. I understand that's the incorrect use of the English language because ain't ain't a word. <laughs> See what it did there? There you go. Uh, all right, Ray, tell us where you are in your uh, reading through the Bible for everybody who wants to uh, on, watch your videos about that. Well, today we are in the book of Psalms, and we did three Psalms today, Psalm 28, Psalm 29, and Psalm 30. And once again, David's in trouble. His enemies are surrounding him, and he is praying to God for mercy. So I love going through the Psalms because they speak to every part of the human condition. And uh, what we're doing, friends, if you don't know, we're reading through the whole Bible. Uh, God just put this on my heart um, in Sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas that I should, uh, in 2023, 
get on the internet, turn on the camera, and just start reading through the Bible. So we've done, we're interspersing Old and New Testament, and then we're dropping the Psalms in there at different places. So today, Psalm 28, 29, and 30, you can come to keepbelieving.com and you can see where we are and where we're going. And we post the videos every morning at 7 a.m. Love to have you join us. Let's read through the Bible together in 2023. Ray, I've asked others this question. Maybe I've asked you this question. Uh, as a person who studied and read the and taught the scriptures your whole life, in the Old Testament, um, who were the three most oh, uh, prominent, in, uh, influential? I don't know what word I'm looking for, but I think those words apply. Uh, it, w- it would be it would be hard to beat Abraham, Moses, and David. Mm-hmm. Who 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 would we put, Fred? Who would we put outside of those three that? Who would be number four that could somehow bump out Abraham, Moses, or David? I would say Elijah. Okay. You mean he would be mentioned in the in the same? I, I think right so. In there, Elijah. Yeah. Uh, of course, Solomon. Uh, Book of Proverbs. Right. Hey, you're going four, five, six, and seven now, aren't you? Really? <laughs> there's there's so many. Uh, I I Joseph Job. Um, hey, you're 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 top ten in it, right? There. I'm top ten. In yeah, it, yeah. yeah. But I think to Ray's point. Yep. Abraham, Moses, and David. Mm-hmm. Abraham, the father of the nation. Yes. Moses, the great lawgiver, and David, the greatest king Israel ever had. Yep. And and all three of them, by the way, flawed individuals. Yeah. None of them perfect. And the mm-hmm. Bible records part of the reason we know the Bible is the word of God, Tim, is because it doesn't hide the truth from us. It tells us about Abraham lying about his wife, not just once but twice, and Moses, who. Uh, struck the rock and in, in, in he he disobeyed what God said he didn't get to go into the promised land and then David we know about the affair with Bathsheba and having Uriah the Hittite killed and yet yet Abraham the man of faith Moses the great lawgiver and David the man after God's own heart I would put those three at yep. the top yeah and I'm I'm not debating that I, I just have so many others too right. that I would right. like I know. I'd like it's to. kind of an unfair <laughs> question in a way but uh, where would you rank? Uh, it, would you put Solomon and Noah in the top ten, Ray? You know Noah. That Noah's an interesting character. I mean, he's the he's the man who built the ark, right? Yeah. Save the human race. So he's got to be up there somewhere. I think the thing about Noah is we remember him for what he did, less for what he said. We don't have a book of the Bible say written right written by Noah. He stand, He's almost a man unto himself, right? Mm. And and who is the other? Who is the other? Other Solomon, other Solomon, a great the, the wisest man outside of Jesus who ever lived. And yet you got those concubines, yes. and you've got all those wives, the, those foreign women, probably less for physical desire than more to make political treaties and and gain the peace that way. And yet they turned his heart mm. away from God. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Wow, so many stories. Uh, we encourage people to go to Ray's website and mm-hmm. check out the uh, videos where he reads through the scripture. You can go back to January first, mm-hmm. right? If you want All to. of them are there. Yeah, so uh, check it out. You can watch Ray age in real time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, it's happening, I've, friends. <laughs> I've been thinking about Ray. <clears throat> pardon me. 
his reading because I've been going through Leviticus and Numbers lately. Yeah. And and my read. And there's 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 great material in there, but sometimes it just gets a little tedious when they're going no. step by step by step by step by step, <laughs> what you're supposed to do, right? Uh, and you know how to handle the tabernacle. And, yeah. and you got to get through this. that as far as it yeah. is labor. Uh, what do you call it? Labor laborious. Uh, yes, it's, it's labor intensive in terms it, of reading. It is keeping your it's focus there, and, and so you just have to. Yeah, it, it's it's God's word. Mm. And we read it, and in those cases, Fred, we just keep on moving. <laughs> keep on. That's right. Go to the next mile marker. Yep. That's right. All right, uh, folks, if you want to watch this show on uh, what Ed calls out there, Internet, you go to um, you can go to Facebook Live and type in Today's Issues, and we uh, video live stream the show there, and we also post the stories that we will be discussing on our Facebook page, Today's Issues. Also, our own video streaming service, uh, which is uh, a, a new feature, relatively new feature we have called streaming.afa.net. Check that out, streaming.afa.net. Basically, it's our own YouTube that we created, streaming.afa.net. All right, Chris, what's leading the news this morning? Well, uh, one of the things that uh, God's Word tells us is to pray for others, and that would be a good thing to do because some of our fellow Americans uh, did not make it out of Mexico safely. Uh, This is a sad update to the story that's been playing out in the news for a couple of days now, and we have the update on our website, afn.net. Two U.S. citizens missing since their violent abduction last week in northern Mexico have been found dead, and two others are alive. That's according to the state's governor. Uh, One of the surviving U.S. citizens was wounded. The other is not. Um, The FBI reported Sunday that it was searching with Mexican authorities for the missing Americans who have been kidnapped. Uh, They were kidnapped on Friday. A relative of one of them said that they had traveled together from South Carolina, so one of them could get a tummy tuck from a doctor there in the area. Apparently, there was a miscommunication as to whether this group was another group that maybe a drug cartel or some criminals were looking at uh, doing harm to and and wrong place, wrong time kind of situation here. Okay, so these were four people from Mm -hmm. North Carolina, right? Yes, South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina? Okay, Mm -hmm. four people from South Carolina. Uh, uh, Now, they... uh, Crossed the Brownsville, Texas border with Mexico, mm-hmm. right? right? Mm-hmm. And they were going to get some kind of a treatment, some kind of a physical. One of them was going for a medical treatment. A lot of people are going to Mexico these days to save money on medical expenses. Okay, so it was there that they are they were abducted in Mexico, and and now we know they were abducted. Uh, were they abducted? Uh, for, for for ransom, or do we know? Or Fred, do you know what happened there? Well, two, what ha- two, so two are confirmed dead. Mm-hmm. Two are confirmed dead, dead as of the last hour or so. What happened was, and there's actually been video of this. Uh, there was an ambush. Some people are describing it. Uh, some people are describing it as a uh, war between two drug cartels there in uh, Matamoros, uh, which is the city just on the other side of Brownsville. And these people from South Carolina got caught in a crossfire. That's one of the stories. Uh, the video showed the woman who was uh, the American woman who was in the van uh, that she survived that shootout, and they bad guys threw her in the back of a pickup truck. So we see her alive in this video. 
But at that moment, uh, at least two of the men, who the American men, were shown to be having showing no signs of life. So they may have died on the scene there several days ago when this occurred. But I've just been listening to interviews with some security people. It is a reminder once again that Mexico is a very dangerous place right now. And they are warning one of the security people. Especially is, the border. Especially the border area. The drug cartels are busy uh, right now and very, very, very dangerous. Uh, but they're also warning because next week is March break. And they're warning people even about going to the touristy areas, mm-hmm. Cancun, Acapulco, those areas. Be very, very careful. If you're going there, stay in your hotel or close to your hotel area. In Cancun last week, uh, there's been a dispute between Uber drivers and taxi drivers there. The taxi Mm -hmm. drivers have been having protests, and they're not picking up hotel customers that have gone out for dinner somewhere. Hotel customers are having to walk back Mm. because of the protests that are going on there. So all of that to say, according to these experts, you may have your ticket bought for Mexico. Where you're going, it may be okay, but be aware that Mexico is a hot spot right now. Yeah. I love Cancun. Uh, I've been, been there. Been many times uh, over the years to Cancun. It's a beautiful uh, beach, uh, one of the one of the prettiest in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, it attracts a lot of Americans because it's such a it's a, just a 2-hour flight from uh, Atlanta. Right. So uh, uh yeah. But uh, the most dangerous place it seems to me in Mexico is along the border. Yeah, this Brown- kind of like Chicago South. Yeah, this Brownsville crossing. Uh, someone was saying this morning, there's over ten thousand crossings there a day. It is a busy spot. This lady was apparently going for this tummy tuck, mm-hmm. and her friends uh, just wanted to go along with her for the drive to share the drive from South Carolina right. down there. Sad. It is very sad. Sad and tragic. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to today's issues on AFR. Next story, Chris. Well, happening right now, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida is giving what's known as the State of the State Address. This is uh, the state-level version of the State of the Union. A uh, number of governors give these kinds of addresses. But a lot of people are paying attention to this one from Governor DeSantis because a lot of people are speculating that uh, it could be his uh, one of his last uh, addresses as a governor uh, because they seem to think he's going to announce his uh, campaign for the White House um, later this year. Uh, yeah, it, if he does run, and it appears that he's going to uh, on the Republican mm-hmm. uh, side, obviously, he will probably announce in May because I think that's when the legislature – Legislative session ends in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he said he's waiting till that uh, right that is over before he would make any announcement. But it, it seems, <clears throat> Ray, that uh, uh, even though Governor DeSantis has not said he's going to, he hadn't said he isn't going to run for president, and he's got a he's doing the things that uh, typically presidential candidates do, and that is uh, he's got a best selling book out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it maybe I don't know where it is on the New York Times list or at Amazon. Do you know where? I'll look it up. You look it up because it, it was really high high up, which means to me there's a lot of interest out there across the country in learning more about Governor DeSantis. Uh, but, Ray, then he's been traveling the country as well. So it, it, 
Doesn't it? Doesn't it, isn't that sort of signs that he he's going to run? You know, this is some really good marketing to come out with a book and to time it perfectly because a book tour gives you an excuse to go anywhere in the country you want right. to go. L.A., San Francisco, you want to go to Iowa, go to Iowa, right? You want to go to South Carolina, go to South Carolina. If you want to go to New Hampshire, if that's what you want to do, a book tour gives you an excuse legitimately to go anywhere, Right. yet you don't have to announce your candidate candidacy. You're a what? An unannounced candidate. Mm-hmm. Is, is that the right way to yeah. say it? Yeah, I think so. so. I would say all the, everything is falling exactly right for Ron DeSantis right now. Uh, he, there's going to be a it's going to be a tough battle as he and Mr. Trump lock horns more directly. But uh, yeah, I, it I looks think like he's going to run though. It, it sure does. This yeah. is what you would do if you plan on running, but you want to. You're not quite ready to announce it yet. And I think the the book title that's out kind of speaks to this. What's the title of DeSantis' book? The Courage to Be Free: Florida's Blueprint for America's Revival. Yeah, that's pretty much a giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much. I don't know. Uh, uh, but what did you find out, Chris? Uh, it is a uh, bestseller. Uh, it's an Amazon bestseller at the moment. I'm still trying like to bestseller out- top five or what? Yeah. You know, uh, where is that's it? That's according to Fortune. I'm looking at the New York Times bestseller list. I don't see it. But, but they love conservatives. Oh, they do. So New much York. so that uh, they panned his uh, new book back in late February. The New York Times did. Oh. Uh, uh, where, where is it? Does Amazon this one, two, three, four, five? Where where his book is? Uh, hang on, just a sec. I closed it out. DeSantis, um, talk amongst yourselves. I'd be I'd be curious to know um, where his uh, where his book is. But uh, Look, go ahead, Ray. Were you going to say something? Looks like it's number five. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. So that's right up there. They got millions yeah. of books, and right. and to be at number five, that's a huge thing. And he's hitting all the points that are really popular with conservatives right now. He's taking on the education system. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, what is it? The, he's, he's been saying Florida where woke goes to die or something yes, else or right. like that. Yes, woke goes to die, which is a great line. But he's, he's taking on uh, what conservatives believe to be the sources of the problems in this country, the education system, the woke education system, what he did with Disney. Uh, you know, he's he's... He's for parents, not against parents, parents' rights, parental rights, all of those things. He is uh, for not allowing boys who claim to be girls to play on girls' uh, sports teams. All of those things, He's it's just one, two, three after another. And he won by, what, a million and a half votes uh, in the last election. It was a landslide. It was. Florida, after he barely, barely, barely won the first time first around. Time. Yes, uh, well, we'll see. Uh, I know that uh, so that, you know, three people have officially entered the race. President Trump, uh, former Governor uh, Nikki Haley mm-hmm. of South Carolina, and Chris, here's your moment. Vivek Ramaswamy. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Chris. I do. Chris, look, I when I look. I it for you, too. People don't want Tim trying that name. Uh <laughs> Tim may not know the carpenters. Tim, Tim doesn't want Tim trying that name, but give it give it to me phonetically. I'm gonna write it down. The Vec. Wait, hold on. The Vec. The Vec. The V. The Vec. Okay, the Vec. That sounds like a sports car. But anyway, mm. go ahead. The Vec. What? Rom. 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 Uh. Rama. Swam. Swami. E. Okay. The Vec Rama Swami. Or that may be a ride like at uh, Disney World. <laughs> 
something. <laughs> I will say that uh, he has been uh, a guest a few times on the Jenna Ellis in the Morning on oh, AFR yeah. Talk, shameless plug. Jenna and him are good friends. Yes, you can find those podcasts on AFR.net as well as uh, today's Issues podcast because we ourselves on this here program talked to John Stenberger a few weeks ago about Governor DeSantis, and he too did say that he thinks uh, DeSantis is going to run. He's going to wait for the legislative session to uh, begin and end before we get that announcement. The Vivek Ramaswamy, mm-hmm. he is a very, very smart guy. Yes, and, and his big thing right now is fighting the woke stuff, too. Right, so that's corporate. his area until DeSantis, we think, enters yeah. the race. And uh, Ramaswamy is only like 42. What is he? Is he even 40? I'll look him up. I mean, I saw him. He's speak very in, young. He would yeah. not be the youngest candidate. I we've saw ever him speak had. in person a few weeks ago. I don't think the guy shaved. He's thirty-seven. Yeah. Huh? Thirty-seven. Uh, Judge was around that age, I think, when he ran a couple of years ago. We've All had right. young candidates over the years. Um, I can tell you right now, my forty-one-year-old self ain't running for president. <laughs> I'll confirm. I'll, I'll tramp that speculation <laughs> down right, right now, America. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> That's right. I don't want to get criticized. Anyway, back to my point, you've got uh, three officially announced candidates, and uh, if Governor DeSantis gets in, that'll be four, and then you've got uh, potentially Mike Pompeo, the former Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, former Vice President Mike Pence. He could also get in. These are names that have been rumored as likely possibilities. Also, uh, conservative commentator from California, Larry Elder. Mm-hmm. He ran for the, the recall against Gavin Newsom out there in California. He's also mentioned that he might get in. Yeah, Tim Scott. Tim Scott's been in Iowa, the uh, senator from South Carolina. Nome might. Christy Nome. So you've got, uh, you've got, you've got eight or ten uh-huh. that'll probably probably be in there. Man. That'll, that will, you know, probably be for the, for the first debate. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it'll uh, – you know, you, you start running – these candidates start running into money problems. Mm-hmm. And if they figure, hey, I got no shot, they might get out then, you know. that That's typically what happens. Boy, that debate, that's going to be must-see TV. When is when is the first debate? Re- I, believe, re- re- I, I think it's August in Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. That's the convention. Okay. okay. It's the convention? I think the debate is this summer, too. Okay. Yep. First debate. Okay, well, I'll look it up and get back to you. All right. Well, I just, you know, as a conservative, I just hope that maybe I'm hoping against hope. I just hope that it doesn't get ugly. Mm. Uh, uh, President Trump and his CPAC speech did not mention any of the other candidates or call them names, uh, including Governor DeSantis, but I thought that was a good move on Trump's part because – He's already been calling DeSantis names, and I think it, hopefully it's got back to him. That's not helpful yes. for his campaign. That's mm-hmm. my view. Mm-hmm. If you want to point out policy differences, uh, you know, that's fine. That's fair game. Yep. Never uh, doubt a Canadian. He knows American <laughs> politics. According to Reuters, uh, Republicans to hold their first presidential debate in Wisconsin. Yeah, when is that? In uh, Milwaukee in August. Okay. All right. I'll well. see myself oot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, you're, you're, Fred Jackson is a resident Canadian yes. slash American. Canadian American. All right. Uh, we're going to be back. Sandy Rios will be joining us in two or three minutes. So we look forward to visiting with Sandy. She's the director of governmental affairs for 
our ministry. So she's our representative in our nation's capital. She's also host of Sandy Rios 24-7 podcast, which is very popular with you people. She has opinions. Yeah, I'll share the links. <laughs> she has the number one podcast on AFR.net. I don't know how much she beats today's issues by, but Walker told me she's number one. Mm-hmm. All right, so we shall return momentarily with more of today's issues on AFR. Stay with us. What does the American Family Association stand for? We believe true morality flows from biblical principles and directs people to the manner in which God intends them to live. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values. We live in a day when America's families are under attack like never before. Buddy Smith, Senior Vice President of the American Family Association. The war against biblical principles rages on numerous fronts. The Internet, Hollywood, Washington, D.C., America's corporate boardrooms, and the list goes on. At American Family Association, we're committed to standing against the enemies of God, the enemies of your family. And we recognize it's an impossible task without God's favor and your partnership. Thank you for being faithful to pray for this ministry, to give financially, and to respond to our calls for activism. What you do on the home front is crucial to what we do on the battlefront. We praise God for your faithfulness. And may He give us many victories in the battles ahead as we work together to restore our nation's biblical foundations. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Memphis Grizzly star John Morant has been benched until further notice. The star player facing all sorts of controversy for embracing, as one sports reporter said, the thug life. Most recently showing off a gun inside a nightclub. Thousands of concerned Memphians have taken to social media calling on Morant to get it together. His most loyal defenders dismiss the concerns. They say Ja is just a young kid who made a mistake. But Ja is 23 years old, a grown man who knows right from wrong. He was born into a good home, raised in a good neighborhood, educated in a Christian school. In other words, he's got no one to blame for his current predicament but himself. Memphis is the most dangerous city in the nation. One of the reasons why is many young boys are emulating the same sort of thug life they see played out in music, movies, and even on the basketball court. Not only does John Morant need an intervention, so does the entire city. I'm Todd Starnes. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. 1 Corinthians 2.9 American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson and Chris Woodward and Ray Pritchard. And uh, joining us now is Sandy Rios. Sandy is Director of Governmental Affairs for AFA, and she's host of the podcast Sandy Rios 24-7, which uh, many of you listen to regularly. You can download her podcast, Sandy's podcast, at AFR.net. If you go to AFR.net, you'll see the word podcast at the top of the page, you click on there and you'll find Sandy Rios 24-7 there. So uh, it's very simple to find. AFR.net, click on podcast, and then you'll see Sandy's uh, show there. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Tim. How are you this morning? By the way, happy birthday one day late. Well, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, just past the 60 milestone marker. I told people, for people who understand golf, golf's 18 holes, right? That's a, that's a round of golf. I, I told somebody I'm coming off the 12th green now, ready to tee off on 13. I said that last year to my aunt, and my, and my aunt said, that means I'm on hole 18. <laughs> yeah, so take that. Right, 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 right. Uh, Anyway, uh, good to hear your voice. Uh, how's the, how are you doing with the podcast thing? You know what? I'm, we are really enjoying it, Tim. Honestly, I, I just came back from CPAC. I did 14 interviews and I enjoyed each and every one of them. They're going to go into making some great podcasts. I think, you know, uh, one of the things that's very different and I'm sure people probably miss it is I'm not doing the day. I think they do because they said they liked it. I usually did a uh, news digest every day, but that's that requires a ton of study for one person to put all that together. But I did enjoy it, and it helped me to be informed. I still keep up with the news, but the podcast is a different, just different venue. And so um, these are like people I get to talk to. Like I, I just had a long interview with Jan Yakilik, and he is a he's the guy from Epoch Times who does all of their major interviews. Oh yeah, and I've always always wondered about him. And we had the best conversation. His his parents are Polish uh, refugees, were Polish refugees. He grew up in communism. Uh, and it, so his perspective was just fascinating. I mean, and so we had a, a just a great conversation. I'm able to talk. Uh, the Friday shows I did on the morning uh, were often long format, one subject. I really do enjoy that because I have a lot of different interests, and, and I, I do enjoy that. So I hope people – I people seem to be enjoying it, too. They – and they do especially enjoy having me. Bruce, you know, joins me uh, to discuss the topic, and so that's kind of fun too. People seem to really love that. Oh yeah, Bruce, uh, your your husband, yeah, great friend of mine and wonderful guy, very smart, uh, former FBI agent. Uh, let me ask you this: You were able to go to the uh, CPAC, which is the Conservative Political Action Committee annual uh, gathering, if you will. And this time, it's been in Florida the last couple of years, right? Yes. Uh, yes. And I, I'm not sure they won't uh, go back. Do, and together. Yeah, I'm just not sure because they're spreading out. They're going 
They're in Poland. They're in <clears throat> starting in Mexico. They're in Italy coming up. They're in Japan. Really? Okay. Yeah, th- wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, tell us your thoughts. Well, I thought it was great. I mean, it was a great, great event. Matt Schlapp put together just the most incredible guests. Just everyone, if you think of who you'd like to hear, with the exception of Ron DeSantis, was at CPAC. And I think I don't think anyone was disappointed. And every the, the stage was just action packed, one thing right after another, with great thinkers, not not time fillers, just really right. impactful things. Some of the J Sixers were there to tell their stories, and Akash Patel, and uh, Molly Hemingway, and uh, the, you know Ted Cruz, and just just people that you want to hear what sure. they have to say were there, and it was um, it was excellent. I hosted a panel. My my topic was challenging. I was supposed to, in 20 minutes, talk about the loss of human dignity. That was my assignment. But um, I actually think we were able to lay some really good groundwork for people thinking about that. Penny Nance from uh, the current president of uh, Concerned Women for America and Kimberly Fletcher, who founded Moms for America, and Abby Johnson, the girl who was a former Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. a clinic director, uh, ha- I mean, it was – We, I just thought the panel was excellent. So that was my part of it besides what I did on Radio Row. But I, it was good, and, and I, it was interesting because when we, when we left, I was on the plane and I was looking to see what, uh, what people were saying about it. And Fox, of course, was not there at all, no presence at all, none. And they used to be like front and center at every CPAC. But, you know, Paul Ryan is on their board now. Uh, the Murdoch boys, the Murdoch sons are lefties. Um, and Paul Ryan actually was in a magazine article just last week criticizing Tucker Carlson. See, so Tucker and probably Laura Ingram and maybe even Marie Bartiroma, some of them are probably very uncomfortable for the Fox leadership now, but they certainly didn't come to CPAC. But the one thing I noticed, so people didn't really get to see as much as they have in the past because they all, a lot of people watch Fox, and Newsmax is not available now, which is another story. You mean altogether. on Direct TV? On Direct TV, yeah. They, they are still available because yes, got, yes. Sorry, yeah. sorry. That's right. They're yeah, because we, we got them on right now in the studio, so they're still there. They they just were they're not on Direct TV. But go yes. ahead. Uh, so. Uh, then I read. I'm reading this a synopsis synopsis because I'm looking at what NBC, CNN, CBS, and they're all saying this was a Trump event. This is where the Trumpers went. Everybody that supports Trump went to CPAC, and all the people that you know, Ron DeSantis didn't come. He went to the Club for Growth meeting in Florida. It was like the DeSantis people went here, and the Trump people went here. And Tim, that is just an abject lie. That's just not true um first of all cpac featured nikki haley they featured mike pompeo who is very strongly hinting a run uh uh gosh his uh vivek uh, vivek there you go you go for uh, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've got it down now because i got it phonetically his name is it's an indian name so it is uh america uh, america he's american he's american as i am i'm just saying uh, it's not a name you usually uh, run into. Uh, it's an, <laughs> it's an unusual name because it's he's of Indian uh, heritage, but right. it's it's the the Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek. Yes. Vivek. Yeah. Anyway, he did he speak? He spoke too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, and and uh, Tulsi Gabbard was there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a fan of her, so I'm not going to get sidetracked on that. But let me just say, I think she's interested also. And so, and um, Match Lab did invite uh, Ron DeSantis. Ron just decided not to come, and he went to an event in Florida, which was Club for Growth, but it was major Republican donors who support Club for Growth. Uh, so I, I personally think that was not a good decision on Ron's part, but he didn't ask me. Because uh, because uh, people <laughs> people like us are the ones that go to CPAC. I mean, it's the red meat conservatives uh, from all over the map and all over the country, and uh, and unfortunately for the the never Trumpers and the you know the leaders of the Republican Party and the big donors too, uh, most of the Republican Party, like high percentages, I won't even say ninety percent. Don't quote me on that, but are con- are strong conservatives now. Uh, the, the 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 establishment Republicans have just they don't have they hardly have a presence in the party and yet they want to control you know who the next nominee is and I just don't think they can do that so um, okay talking to Sandy Rios uh, Fred did you have a question for Sandy yeah I would just uh, DeSantis is doing his uh, state of the state address right now. And he's going through what his priorities are, and we kind of know what they are. As it's governor of Florida. Parental rights, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I'm, I'm told as soon as the speech is over, he's heading for Iowa. Uh, I'm sure that has no connection to perhaps his desires <laughs> to run for president. I think Doing it does. Doing a book uh... signing, Fred. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think uh, the word on the street is that he's going to, uh, going to announce as soon as uh, the Florida legislature is out of session. But I, uh, I, I have such mixed feelings. You know, I think the the thing that I would say, because people do ask me, and I'm sure they ask you too, Tim, you know, what do you think about Trump running again? What do you, Are you for DeSantis? Are you for Trump? And I think, first of all, these discussions need to be had. Everything needs to be on the table and discussed. Uh, it shouldn't be an assumption that President Trump should be the nominee, and it shouldn't be an assumption that Ron DeSantis would be the best choice. And the reason I say that is because so Many things unfold during election cycle. Some things become very clear that are not clear now. And I just think, uh, I think my counsel to everyone listening is to just hold your powder. Have those discussions. You know, think, think, think. Think through it and pray. Uh, but don't let the media and others bait you on, on this. Like there has to be some sort of fight. They'd love nothing more than these two lions We've got President Trump. We have Ron DeSantis. Uh, that they'd love to have them destroy each other, uh, so that because they whatever happens, they both have a role to play, important role. So how about if we don't destroy either of them, and uh, and if we just really make good judgments as we see things unfold? That's my position on it. Right. So, so Sandy. Uh, Mr. Yes. Trump made a big All right. <laughs> Hey, how you doing? I'm <laughs> good. I'm good. Uh, okay, so Mr. Trump made a big speech, got a lot of coverage. Give us your thoughts. And what was the reception, as far as you could tell, to the speech he made at CPAC? Well, he was uh, – the one thing that I did notice, I would be lying if I said otherwise, it's not the level of fervor that it was, uh, but it was very well received. I mean, he said some great things in that speech. You know, he, he, you know, he always he – always, He's prescient. He sees things. I think the biggest concern uh, for people that are 
you know, struggling is um, can he win again? Uh, There are also concerns about his judgment, you know, concerns about candidates he supports and and concerns about his criticism and attempted destruction of other people like Ron DeSantis. That's not that's not good. He shouldn't do that. He just shouldn't do that. So uh, but but the Ron DeSantis, if he throws his hat in the ring, he will be destroyed, too. You can take that to the bank. I've never seen anyone in the conservative movement who doesn't manage to get cut up and shredded by leftist media because we just don't have the, the firepower to fight back the way and to out, you know, outshout the voices of destruction. And they always find that thing that hurts you the most. I had a, one of the things I would just say on my podcast, I have a very deep discussion with Matt and Mercedes Schlapp about this attempted destruction of Matt a few months ago. And uh, I would just say people will want to hear that conversation. I would say that Mercedes and Matt um, were hit where it hurt the most, the most embarrassing, horrible report. Uh, And they have managed to survive this. And I think a lot of it is because uh, they, you know, someone told me years ago as a Christian who was in leadership that you have to live in such a way as to out to prove your enemies wrong. You can't fight everything that people say or do. You would be busy all the time if you're a public figure. Uh, but uh, if you live your life in such a way that by longevity people can see who you really are, you cannot live that kind of stuff. But um, And I think Matt and Mercedes have lived that way. But I would say that they're also suing. Uh, and um, and the guy that uh, the accuser is on the run and hiding, so... Uh, that's interesting. But he, he's there, the one couple that I've seen really manage this better than anyone I've ever seen. Talking to Sandy Rios. <clears throat> Sandy Rios is Director of Governmental Affairs for American Family Association. And she's the host of Sandy Rios 24-7 podcast here on American Family Radios. If you go to AFR.net, AFR.net, click on podcast. You can listen to all Sandy's podcasts. As she, as she has more freedom now to, as she says, do longer interviews and uh, and commentary. So check it out, Sandy Rios 24-7. All you need to do is go to AFR.net, click on uh, Sandy's icon there, and, uh, and, and, and listen to her podcast. Chris, did you have a question for Sandy? I do have a question. Uh, in the last, you know, 15 years-ish, uh, we've had a black president and we have a female vice president. Based on that, do you think there will be a big push for the Republican nominee to pick a person of color, assuming the nominee is not a person of color, and or a female to be the uh, running mate? Of course, because the Republicans always follow. They don't lead. And I have to say, could I just, I can't resist saying, Chris, that whole notion is so repulsive to me. The whole notion that somehow because you're female or you're brown or you're black or you're white would make you a better president drives me nuts because it has nothing to do with any of those things. You know, God gives gifts independently. Uh, He gives abilities and always defies common wisdom. So I Oh, okay. So, yeah, but yeah, but they'll do that because, you know, they have to follow the culture. The culture says, you know, this group needs to be this and this group needs to be that, dividing us and they further divide us by kind of buying into that same logic. Yeah, so they will. All right. Well, uh, what you, uh, 
24 Sandy Rios 24 7. Listen, Sandy, thanks so much for your time and appreciate hey. visiting with you. And uh, Tim, keep up can the good I just work. say? Could yes, I go. just say one thing? Uh-huh. I mentioned Matt and Mercedes Schlapp, and that's the show that went up yesterday. Okay. So if people want to listen to that. I recommend you do listen to that. So. Yeah. Now, you wished me happy birthday, which was <laughs> yesterday, and I very much appreciate that. Um, but in the put your money where your mouth is category, <laughs> yes. uh, I'm, I'm not seeing many gift cards this year. Uh. I'm, seeing, I'm seeing cards. But uh, anyway... Just well, just put that bug in the ear of uh, Bruce. Cause, I'm going to uh, give you a lifetime subscription to the New York Times. <laughs> oh, wow. how, how's that? That's actually how, punishment. That, That's showing love. It's going to end up in the yeah. room every day. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> take care, Sandy. Okay. Talk to you okay. later. Okay. Thanks, Tim. Bye, Bye. you guys. Bye-bye. Uh, the wonderful Sandy Rios there. We love <laughs> Sandy and glad she's on our team. I did share the link to her podcast, the one that she mentioned there with the the Schlaps. Uh-huh. I shared that on our Facebook page, so check that out. All right, next story, Chris. Oh my goodness, there's a lot to. Uh, is there a lot, Chris? There really is. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go with here, uh, and and uh, I'm not trying to lose listeners here when I bring up one Dr. Anthony Fauci, but I bring this up because we've spent a lot of time in recent days talking about the. Uh, the growing opinion out there, even amongst people on the left, that COVID indeed was made in a lab and leaked from a place called Wuhan, China. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, of course, has spent the last three years or so uh, dismissing any notion out there uh, that uh, COVID was uh, from a lab and it was leaked from Wuhan. Uh, and someone with a lot of time on their hands, and bless his heart for it, uh, strung together various clips on uh, on a video I found on Twitter. It's got some music underneath it. Uh, but this here is a montage of various things Fauci said in recent years, dismissing notions that COVID was leaked from a lab. Clip two. Lab leak is a theory with no evidence whatsoever. There is zero evidence that this virus came out of a lab in China. I've heard these conspiracy theories, and like all conspiracy theories, they're just conspiracy theories. Dr. Anthony Fauci said today in an interview with National Geographic, quote, everything about the stepwise evolution over time strongly indicates that this virus evolved in nature and then jumped species. There was a study uh, recently that we can make available to you where a, a group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences there and the sequences in uh bats as they evolve and the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human so i mean the, the paper will be available i i don't have the authors right now but we can make that available too now that little part where it ended he's talking about a paper out there that's dismissing notions covid was made in a lab and leaked from there and all that stuff that's interesting because there are published reports today from places like fox news and daily mail newsmax has uh, coverage on this too i believe uh but fauci uh may have actually encouraged researchers to write a paper dismissing the theory and later claimed he had nothing to do with it <laughs> that press conference there is where he's pushing the paper dismissing right. notions of the lab leak. Ray, then you then Fred. Well, look, we were covering this story early on, right? Early on. And I know we're not equal to CNN. And yeah, well, we should be. We should be far we're beyond better. CNN. We're be- better, better, better. But we were talking about this and skeptical 
about the whole thing that it couldn't be a leak from the lab and, and all the and now basically the very thing that Tony Fauci says uh, we're saying it was a conspiracy it basically now has been confirmed why anybody continues to listen listen to him today I think he's been completely discredited yeah so let's make this very clear the New York Post has this story he just referenced these you know important scientists who have written this paper. Well, Miranda Devine at the New York Post kind of lays this out in an article she did on March the 5th, just a few days ago. And basically, Anthony Fauci commissioned a paper to discredit that the uh, virus came from the lab. And then he got up uh, at a White House press conference and referred to that paper that he had commissioned as if he had nothing to do with it. He was just telling people, oh, look, these eminent scientists have come up with this paper that actually link into bats that don't link into the lab. So he, And he wouldn't give the name of the researchers in the I wonder, paper. I the, wonder why. Right. Because you could probably Google it and say they're, these, these people were friends of his. Okay, this is, this is manipulation. Oh. Uh, and dishonest. If it happened like you described it, and I don't, I've read it too, Fred. Mm-hmm. At the, in the emails, give the uh, timeline here, right? Yes. Chris? Yes. I mean, so how, how else would you describe this, Chris, uh, rather, other than the way I just did? Yeah, uh, it, it's not good for Fauci. Uh, Republicans have long said, you know, they were going to bring him in and have hearings on this. And, um, you did know, he but, retire? He did. He, st- well, he stepped away, and he says he still wants to play a role in helping guide the people in the position that he was in, and all and that. Chi- he wants to play a role in helping China. Yeah, <laughs> he said that. I'm kidding. Yeah. He didn't say that. I mean, I've I've I, joked about this before on the show, but it's an actual quote from Sandy, the guest that we just had right. a couple of years ago. Fred had me call her for something he was in the news for saying that day, and Sandy said, "As God is my witness, Doctor Anthony Fauci is an evil, wicked little smiling man." Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's that's Sandy said that. Sandy said that. I can't imagine. That. Yeah, <laughs> need to put uh, that on a T-shirt. Right. <laughs> we'll sell it on the store. So, let me ask you this, Ray. Any thought on why uh, uh, Fauci would want to cover for communist China? Look, so much money. Uh, don't they say follow the money? Mm-hmm. Right. Follow, follow the money where it comes from. And where it's going to. I think the money explains everything. He wanted to, he didn't want his name or reputation to get sullied with the thought that a, a lab that under his leadership had received millions of dollars, right, mm-hmm. through channels from the United States government, didn't want, didn't want his name to be sullied with that. Now the whole thing's come apart. I mean, it's the, the story that he wanted us to believe has completely Falling apart. Thus, what Sandy said. Mm. Wow. And the mainstream money, uh, mainstream media, pardon me, uh, is not covering like the New York Post and what we're talking about here today. Uh, they still put him up on a pedestal because they know if the truth came out, it would discredit so much about the news coverage around COVID. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where we are today because the American people are finding out the truth slowly about. Uh, you know, mask mandates and all of this sort of thing. We were talking, I think, in our story meeting this morning about this, the tennis player from... Oh, Djokovic from Serbia. 
He's, he's still, the number one player in the world. Mm-hmm. He still can't come to this country? Still can't come. Two to years in a row, he's going to have to miss the U.S. Open, which is one of the uh, uh, what he, Grand Slam tournaments, mm-hmm. the right. four Grand Slam tournaments in professional tennis. I mean, and, and they're not – the U.S. is denying people entry, mm-hmm. unless you're a U.S. citizen, into our country if you don't have the COVID vaccine shot. Still! Yes. And that's after Biden said in the State of the Union that, quote, soon we will lift the public health emergency, which the administration is already on record as saying they're going to lift in May. So why would you not just make an exception for this guy? And the guy's playing tennis, flies in on a private plane, walks out to the tennis court, wide open, playing a sport, which everybody in the stands, they don't have a, you don't have to be vaccinated to be in the stand. You don't have to have a mask on. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous what Biden's keeping up here. With this, uh, he's keeping it up till May, right? Yes, and keep in mind too, in New- in places like New York City, they give athletes an exemption, professional yeah. athletes an exemption for not being. And vaccinated. have for over yeah. a year now. I don't understand it, but anyway. All right, we got about a minute or two left, Chris, in your segment here, your hour. What do you want to be remembered for? Uh, this hour, Chris. I want to be remembered for telling people about Jesus, but uh, between <laughs> now and the Amen. time of my passing, I, uh, we all agree with that. Yes. Uh, between the time, uh, between now and my the time a, of my, got about a minute left. Let's do this. Okay. Kamala Harris telling what many people believe to be a yarn about her childhood, asking her mama, "Mommy, why do we hate conservatives?" Clip five. In fact, I'm going to share with you a very simple story, which is that I went home one day and I said, "Well, what's, why are conservatives bad, mommy?" Because I thought we were supposed to conserve things. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I couldn't reconcile it. Now I can. <laughs> so sad. That is somebody that's a heartbeat away from the presidency, and Biden talked about how he was going to be a unifier. Yeah. The cream hasn't risen to the top right now when it comes to the leadership. I, I, don't, I don't see a path forward for her politically, but, you know, I've been wrong before. Wow. <laughs> All right, then. We will be back in five minutes with more of today's issues with Steve Paisley-Jordahl. And we'll see you back here then. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.